Welcome to Game of Books with Kathy in South Dakota. That's me. And Christy in South Florida. That's me. We're two newbie writers sharing our take on wine, food, and mystery books. And the authors who write them. Join us for the fun. Christy, we have a special Corks and Conversation this week. Yes, we do. It's the follow-up from our previous episode, and now it's part two, a compilation of our Corks and Conversations with um, those wonderful Thriller Fest authors. So Thriller Fest is this incredible um, conference in July. It takes place in New York City, and it's for thriller uh, writers, authors, and readers. And here's us recording from outside the Manhattan Ballroom at the Grand Hyatt in New York. Hey everyone, here we are at Thriller Fest 2019 in New York City. I'm so excited to be here, to be here with you, and to be podcasting from Thriller Fest. Yes, and Kathy, I looked it up, mm-hmm. and we both traveled almost the same distance to get here. So it was 1,400 miles from Brookings, South Dakota, and 1,300 miles from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It was quite a, quite a trip. Thank goodness for airplanes, yeah. is all I can say. <laughs> but it was so worth it. I am fangirling out at Thriller Fest. This yes. is pretty great. Yes. We are getting our thrills at Thriller Fest. We've been waiting to say that for a while. <laughs> I feel that. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so many of our favorite and soon-to-be favorite authors are walking around this hotel giving um, great classes, taking classes. It's amazing. So yes. let's get started. All right. First, tell us and our mysterious foodies out there about the wines you chose. I'm so excited. Okay, yes. I had fun shopping in Manhattan. I went to Beekman Liquor on Lexington Avenue. In Midtown. Yes. Mm -hmm. And since we we don't really know if these wines are in South Dakota and South Florida, I just kind of said, let's pick something mysterious or thriller-ish or whatever. Okay? That we could serve to all of our... New favorite authors. Right. So our red wine is called Love Noir. Of course it is. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. And their line is, take a sip and fall in love with the darker side of wine. Oh, the darker side of wine. (laughs) That sounds perfect. You chose wisely. Yes. I think. We haven't tasted it yet. Yes. Um, Actually, on the um, label, there was some rather fun description the label is gorgeous so it is a robust jammy flavors of dark cherry and rich espresso spark intensity and intrigue and lead to a smooth balanced finish with soft hints of vanilla and toasted oak that sounds perfect for thriller fest intrigue yes Mm. and it sounds like something you would love with all of the espresso and dark oak oh yes that's so you yeah and um it pairs well with garlic and herb roasted pork (laughs) and chicken artichoke flatbread they were very specific that is very specific but that sounds delicious (laughs) i know i know i'm getting hungry (laughs) um and so the white wine uh, going along those same lines is called the nine lives reserve oh my and um the vineyard had an intriguing black cat that shadowed in their vineyards really and so they ended up putting a nine charm on the cat signifying its many lives and so each harvest is better than the one before oh that's perfect okay yes. so, so what is that what kind of white is sauvignon that? blanc all right very so nice we have a pinot noir and a sauvignon blanc oh i think this is gonna be perfect i know i know 
I remember the wine being very enjoyable. Yes, I think the authors like them and the names of them, too. So let's get started with our great conversation. Starting with... John Land. He writes his own series, the Caitlin Strong series. It's about a female Texas Ranger and action hero. There are 10 books so far, and the latest being Strong as Steel. He has also written the four most recent books in the Murder, She Wrote series, among other books, too. And he was the chair of the marketing committee at Thriller Fest, meaning he is one busy guy. He was so much fun to talk to. Here he is. So can we talk briefly about your writing style? Pantsing, outlining, plotting. Tell us what works for you. I'm a pantser. Um, I figure that if in a thriller, the most important thing is keeping the reader in suspense, wondering what's going to happen next. If the writer doesn't know what's going to happen next, the reader can't. I think books are best when they, when they derive organically. Every writer has a formula. The way to beat the formula and make every book feel like the first book is not to know what's going to happen until it happens. Trust your characters enough to tell you the direction the story needs to go. And when you get stuck, which lasts, for, in my case, at most about five minutes, your ca- the characters always get me out of the jam. It's interesting. Trust you really have in, to know your characters. Know your characters. Not just know them, but trust them. Trust that because... If the writer is writing the story, you're not writing a story. You're writing from your own mind. When you write from the imagination, you feel what's happening. It's like there's a movie going on in your head. You hear the voices and you're just typing what they say. I have no idea in every book where the best stuff comes from. If I knew, I could write a book about where to find it. And I'd make a lot more money than I am now at doing it myself. Well, thank you. Thanks. Okay, so now if you're game... We have what we call the carafe question. We kind carafe of, question. Yes. So if you don't like it, we can you can pass, but otherwise... I answer every question. I never pass. All right. So here we go. Kathy, well, what, what question have we drawn today? All right. How do you keep your notes, edits, and research organized? Easy. I don't do any. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you do your research before you write the book, you will write the book around what you know what you've learned. You do the research during the writing of the book because you only research what you need, not what you have to think you find. You can't possibly know what you need until you're in the book. Right. But thank God for Google. (laughs) And here's the other thing. No fiction writer should be chained by, by facts. Write what you want and then fix it later. Find an expert who will say, I understand what you're trying to do. Here's how to make it credible. Robert Louis Stevenson coined the most important phrase ever for thriller writers. It doesn't matter to me if you believe what I'm writing is true. All that matters to me is that you do not disbelieve it. The suspension of disbelief. Yes. Mic drop. Boom. Mic Mic drop. Okay, so now we have one final question that we like to We're ask not all. Pull another one from the hat? Oh, sure. sure. Let's pull another one. Pull one. Question if you, want you, pull one. you pull one. You pull it. All right, this is the one I want to answer. Okay, all right. Okay, hold on. Give him okay, the microphone. We can't hear him. Okay. Do you have a strict routine like music, snacks, or location, or can you write anywhere? That is a great question. <laughs> I have an office. I have no distractions. Nothing can be on. No music. No drinks, no marijuana, no weed. That's <laughs> a, that comes afterwards. Um, it's great. 
I'm serious. I mean, you know, there are some things that are great from thinking about it, but you don't want to be, you need a clear head when you're doing it. Mm -hmm. So I can write in motel rooms. I mean, when I was on the set of my first and only movie, I wrote great, I wrote in a trailer. I wrote on a picnic, a picnic bench because you're not writing in a physical location. You're writing in a mental location. You're writing in your mind. As long as you can get somewhere where you're isolated, alone, and quiet, where you can get into the zone. That's what it is. Yep. It's get the, into zone. the zone. People ask me how I can write as much as I do. The answer is, I know how to find the zone. Yeah. It's not something that happens because I want, it, I want it to happen. It's something that happens because I need it to happen. It's no different than getting in a car and starting. When you, hit the, when you turn the car on, the gas goes into the ignition, into the, ga- into the engine. It happens automatically. That's what happens when I sit down behind the computer. I have no idea many days what I'm going to do when I sit down. And those are some of the best days I ever had. Such fun. But I have a trick. Never, and this is good for writers who are listening right now, never leave off at the end of a chapter or even a sentence. Always leave off in the middle of something. So you have a running start when you get started the next day. Oh, that's interesting. Don't stop at the end of a chapter. Start the next chapter just to get in the mindset. And, you know, the other trick I have is I always have a few books put aside by my favorite authors, David Morrell, Lee Child, James Lee Burke, Stephen Hunter. And I'll read 20 pages before I start writing because that gets me in the zone I need to be in. Interesting. Writing is like anything else. It's an attitude. Wow. And the best writers, the professionals, and I'm not as successful as a lot of people in the field. But I think I'm, as, I'm more professional than anyone because I, because I write for a living. Mm-hmm. I write for a job. I do it every single day. And when I finish one book, the next day I start another one. That's the secret. If people want to know how do you write five books a year, four books a year, I don't stop. I also have no life. <laughs> but uh, well. I can complain all I want, but let's finish with this. One of the greatest lines about what I do, what everyone at Thriller Fest does, is from The Godfather 2. Hyman Roth to Michael Corleone. Michael, this is the business we have chosen. <laughs> and that's it. Thank, thank you, thank you John, John Land. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Yes, thank you. That was such an entertaining conversation. I mean, he really knows his stuff. <laughs> I love how he can just throw quotes in with just almost no effort. I know, right? I mean, he's written, right? He's written over 25 novels, and you can find more about him at johnland.com. Our next interview is... Elena Hartwell. You, you mean Elena Taylor. Actually, she's both. She writes the Eddie Shoes Mystery Series under the name... Elena Hartwell. Oh. It's a mother-daughter crime fight. Yeah. It's a mother-daughter crime fighting duo set in Bellingham, Washington. And under the name Elena Taylor, she writes the brand new Bet Rivers mystery series. The first book is called All We Buried, and it comes out April 2020. Here she is. I see that you chose the Sauvignon Blanc, so cheers, and tell us how, what you think of it. This was a um, Nine Lives wine. Very nice. Now, I have to tell you that I think the Sauv Blanc goes perfectly with the Eddie Shoes Mystery Series because it's light and funny summer beach read. 
Whereas the heavier, darker red is going to pair beautifully with my new book. Oh, Elena, perfect. you are our I kind of chills. writer. She I just, just did too. Oh my gosh. Okay, so let's start out with, we're at a writer's conference, so we better talk about writing, right? Yes. So uh, talk to us about your writing style. Are you, are you a plotter? Are you a pantser? So you're going to love this. I want you to start using a third category. All right, I'm going to throw this out there at you. I, I am an organic writer. So here's why I struggle with the plotter-pantser dichotomy, right? Because I think what the, the idea of pantser sort of makes people think that we don't have any idea what we're doing. We sit down and we write. And that is not really how it works. Mm -hmm. Not for me and I think most of the people who don't outline. So I call myself an organic writer because I know my character. I have a sense of the story. I know where it starts. I know scenes. So when I sit down and I'm working on it, I've actually done all this work in my head. Like... So I don't have a structured outline that I'm following, but I'm not going from the scene of my pants. I have very clear ideas. And I sit down and I write a scene and I work on it. And I often write the end and then I write the beginning, I write the end, and then I go back and write the middle. So I know where I'm going. Yeah. It's so, I'm, my I love big thing that. is organic I, writer. Yeah, because that's, I love that too. I that's love that pretty we much what in a third I category. am too, so yes. I love that. <laughs> now... If you're game, um, we can Get pick it. a random question. <laughs> yep, a random question from our carafe. We like to, you know, do this for our listeners. If you don't like it, you can always pass. Or if you really love it, you can do a second one. Okay, so I'll so, read it. So how long did it take from the time you finished your draft until you were published? Oh, baby. Let's talk about how many books <laughs> I wrote before I was published. Uh, my first book published was the fourth book I'd written. Wow. And I probably rewrote it a hundred times. And um, the second book that was published, I mean, I had, I was writing a series, and so I knew what I was writing. And that book was like, just wrote like silk. It just came out, and it was great. Not a lot of rewriting. The third book, so much rewriting. And then my new book, which is coming out next year, I probably have rewritten that particular book 150 times then rewritten working with my agent and working with my editor so it a lot a lot but the the reality is it wasn't my first book that sold and so it was my fourth book that I wrote that got published very interesting thanks that for sharing that it yeah. gives me shivers yeah. thank yeah. you now we have one final question that we like to ask all our authors which of your characters would you like to share a meal with and what would it be oh so in in my, in, my, in my first series, my Eddie Shoes Mystery series, um, her mom, right, Shava or Chava, um, she is learning about her Jewish ancestry because so, she didn't grow up like with a synagogue or anything like that. And so as an adult, she's going back and sort of learning. And she starts with food. So she's learning how to cook and she's looking at like traditional Jewish meals for holidays and for events. And so I want her to cook me um, a, a beautiful Jewish meal and we oh, could sit down nice. and yeah, yeah. So that great. <laughs> Best answer. I like how she paired the wines with her series and books. She did our job for us. I know. Perfect. And you can find her on social media under the name Elena Taylor. Or you can go to our website, elenataylorauthor.com. Okay, so our next conversation is with... Jack Soren. His first two book books were The Monarch, and the sequel is called The Tomorrow Heist, and he's working on a new book. Both are such great book titles, and I love that his wife joined us for the interview. Uh, are you a 
planner, pantser, outliner, organizer, go for it. Big time pantser. I like to discover and and enjoy the story uh, in the first draft. Um, Then we fix it so everybody can enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) But mostly I like to to explore it uh, in the first time. I may, once I get about halfway, I will outline about three or four chapters ahead, but no more than that. Um, and especially for the ending, which I don't like to rewrite, <laughs> but I usually end up. You don't like to rewrite the ending? No. No, who does? It's work. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a terrible side effect of this situation, isn't it? Okay, so on our podcast, we like to uh, pick a random question. We call it the carafe question. Let me, well, let, me, let me read it. Okay. How long did it take from the time you finished your first draft until you were published? For the first book or the second? Either, both, or. Uh, for the first book, it took about two or three years. Uh, for the second book, it took about three months. Um, simply because the first book was written uh, uncontracted, and, and mostly it was written just for me. That was my focus. Uh, for the second book, I was under contract. <laughs> so... Uh, my enjoyment had nothing to do with it. <laughs> the motivation came from a different place that yes. second time. Yes, oh, exactly. Right. Great. Well, actually, it was a special case because after I finished my first book, there was a catalog coming out in Germany at a bookseller's convention, and they wanted a, a quickly, in a couple of days, a description of what the second book was going to be about. At that point, I didn't even know there was going to be a second book. <laughs> so I quickly... Threw something together, and then spent the next few months trying to make that come true. Well, good for you. I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. So now um, we like to ask one final question of our authors, and it is, which of your characters would you like to share a meal with, and what would it be? Well, that's pretty, that's pretty, we mainly want my wife to answer that question. Um, Actually, come here. My wife, Tasha. Okay, one of the most fun characters in that occurs in both the Monarch and the Tomorrow Heist is a character named Lou, and he is a partner of Jonathan, who's also the main character. They share their team, and he's got the funny quacks. He's rough and tough, but he has a really good heart, and he gives <laughs> some of the uh, comedic input and. This is so fun. I think having so, a dinner yeah. with Lou would be a blast. And we'd end up doing yeah. shots at the end of the night. <laughs> and end up in some crazy part of town that you've never been in before. That sounds great. Well, they were a fun couple. And she really knows his book characters. <laughs> yes, she did. You can find him at jacksorin.com. And you can find his books on Amazon and harpercollins.com. Our next author is... Alexia Gordon. We love her. We talked to her at SleuthFest, and you can listen to her Quarks and Conversation episode in Season 1. Her latest book is the fourth in her Gethsemane Brown series called Fatality in F. And she's currently in edits on Book 5, Execution in E. Execution in E is a great title. I agree. It's That's a good one. And here she is. Okay, Alexia, we're going to start you off an easy question, but feel free to elaborate and go further if you want to. Are you a pantser or a plotter? I'm mostly a plotter, the little bit of pantsing thrown in, so I'll call it a plantser. <laughs> I like that. I write an outline that gets my basic plot structure down, my murderer, my victims, and then I start writing, and sometimes I follow my outline, 
mostly I get off track, but then the outline kind of pulls me back in. Very a planter. Did you hear that, planter. everybody? She's a planter. It's a new term. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to pick a random carafe question. Okay. If you were invited to a book club, what would you love them to serve to eat and drink? Well, since my books are set in Ireland, I would have to go with Irish whiskey and Irish coffee. <laughs> And probably pub food. So maybe a shepherd's pie with some Guinness pie for dessert. Perfect. Like yeah. So I think. I want to come to that. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, should we form a book club and invite, invite Alexia? Immediately. I think so. Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. So um, now we have one final question that we like to ask all our authors. Which of your characters would you like to share a meal with, and what would it be? I would like to share a meal with Frankie Grennan, who's my main character's primary sidekick slash best friend. What would it be? Hmm. It's probably the same thing that the book club's having, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say pub food again, but uh, yeah, so, but maybe with some barbecue thrown in because my main character Yosemite is from Virginia so she needs to introduce some southern food okay. to Ireland. That sounds good and both of those will go good with the red wine don't mm. you think? Cheers everybody. Cheers. We really need to have that book club with her. I agree. By the way you can find Alexia on Instagram as Dr. Lex 1995 and on Facebook and Twitter as Alexia Gordon and you can buy her books from Amazon, Barnes & Noble or you can order them directly from her publisher, Henry Press. Thanks to our mysterious foodies out there for listening and sharing. Check out our website, gameofbookspodcast.com, where you can find links to all we talk about. And if you subscribe to our weekly newsletter, you can get those links sent directly to you, along with any exciting updates. We are also on Facebook and Twitter under at GOB Writers. And if you enjoyed this episode as much as we did... We would love to hear from you, and please subscribe to Game of Books wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our book club ideas and quirks and conversations with award-winning and best-selling authors. That's all for today's episode of Game of Books Podcast, where we share food, wine, and mystery every Friday morning, just in time for the weekend. This is Christy and Kathy saying thanks for listening. Bye, Bye everybody. everybody.